We're on episode 24 now. The Gridiron Guru work is back. Quite honestly, it'll be a very depressing podcast that will happen on Saturday, but it was quite a funny weekend with the other things that happened, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Thanks for having me again, Warwick. So let's get started with only eight teams alive. Also, I may as well update the head coach vacancies. The Redskins hired Ron Rivera. The Panthers hired Matt Rule, however you say that name. The Giants hired Joe Judge, which I don't understand why. The Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy. Nobody knows what the Browns will do at this point. We'll find out next week, I guess. Vikings 49ers. Well, the Vikings, Lizzo is going to be very happy about this. That's all I got to say. I don't even know how the Vikings managed to beat the Saints in the ball. It's an age-old question that will go on for a while. How did Kirk Cousinworth beat a team of fraud healthcare son? Joe Horn and Michael Thomas. A top five fantasy pick and a top ten quarterback. But the defense also helped until it kind of nearly collapsed near the end. Now to the 49ers. Well, kind of lucky went at the Seahawks when they last played. But the team has been really good for the most part. Sure, they suffered some weird loss. But they look good for the most part. I mean, they didn't... I think all their losses were by one score, so that proves they're the best. I don't want to hear the argument of they played trash, because a lot of teams play trash, you know. If, you, if they're trash, get better than, I don't know. I still can't trust the Vikes to go into Santa Clara, where Levi Stadium is based and defeat the Niners. I ain't trying to discredit the Vikes, but sometimes it's one lucky game with the whole offensive PI controversy. That will be in the eight questions. I think the 49ers will mine their gold on the ships and sink it. I think the 49ers win. It's kind of obvious, but you never know. 49ers win. Uh, yeah, no, the, the games last week were unbelievable. We had two overtime games and, uh, I think all four of them finished, uh, with under one possession, uh, obviously with the Patriots, uh, who were the fans of, it was a disappointing game, but, uh, we should have saw it coming. I mean, I, I, I went into the game th- hoping it would be business as usual for the Patriots and they would be able to roll. Um, but that wasn't the case, but, uh, yeah, I mean, our offense was clearly the issue. I want to say it's Tom Brady's fault, but whatever. Uh, but uh, the Minnesota game at um, New Orleans, that one really caught me by surprise. I knew Minnesota could definitely make it a game, but to actually win uh, was very impressive. Uh, Nobody could have guessed. No, they uh, they played really well. They played very disciplined. Uh, they didn't let up a lot of flags. They stayed in check. They, they stuck with their assignments. Uh, they, let, um, they let Taysom Hill beat them, but they kept... Uh, Michael Thomas in check. They kept Alvin Kamara somewhat in check. Uh, I mean, Kamara, outside of his touchdown, didn't really have that great of a game. Uh, As a year, he has not had a great year. I agree, but like Minnesota did what they were supposed to do. Like, yeah, we'll give Taysom Hill his whatever, his uh, five receptions or his 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 throw. Jerk offs. The guy did unbe- The guy had an unbelievable game, but uh, you know the the Saints have just so many weapons. Uh, the fact that Minnesota was able to keep him in check really impressed me, and I was really happy that they got the win. Um, so, Minnesota at San Francisco this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins finally got, won his big game, and I expect him to do it again, to be honest. Minnesota's rolling, and uh, I know they had a pretty bad at the end, at the end of the uh, season, but, you know, San Francisco didn't look that great at the end of the season either. Uh, Atlanta went in, went in there, and obviously they, it was like a last-second touchdown, but Atlanta went in there and stole a game from San Francisco and won. Um, I don't think San Francisco's D is as good as it was at the beginning of the year. Uh, Stats-wise, they're good. Fantasy-wise, nobody would ever sign them. Agree, agree. And uh, I, I, who's their best defensive lineman? I forgot what his name is. It's Bosa. The, Nick. Bo- Nick Bosa, yeah. he had Brother a, of Joey. He had a very, very good year. But he is a rookie. And uh, the playoffs are a completely different animal. He's going to be going up against some really good offensive linemen, and I expect the Vikings O line is it was a, it was a travesty towards the end, but they kept the same. Uh, the, the, he looked good in the Saints. Uh, they only the gave offensive. up one sack. Then not only the offensive line, actually, they gave up three sacks. 
where they gave two to Cousins and then one to Diggs who did that pass. Oh, that I was, don't even know why. That was so that. strange. I mean, players need to be smart, and if like the play looks broken, throw the ball away. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not in the pocket anymore. Throw the ball away. It saves you. It would have saved them eight yards there or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, the offensive line showed up, and a lot of people are not talking about how good Delvin Cook looked in this game and Madison. Good as new. Cook looked as good as new. Both of these guys showed up and they played great football. I can't remember how many yards Delvin Cook had. Was it 100? 28 for 94, two touchdowns. Unbelievable. Uh, And three catches for 36 yards. uh, He had a great game and a lot of that has to go to his offensive line. And uh, I just think um, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota plays in a dome. So to go to New Orleans and play in a dome, it's kind of like business as usual. Obviously, the biggest thing that scares me is Minnesota is going to be playing outside in the. I mean, I don't know what the weather's like in Santa Clara this time or this time of year. California is rarely cold. Yeah, so I'd imagine it's going to be you know in the fifth in the forties or fifties or something. Are they playing at night? Or are they playing during the day? Four thirty-five. Four thirty. This time zone though. Oh, so it's going to be one o'clock by the time they play. So it's going to be kind of warm. Four thirty. One thirty-five Pacific. Gotcha. You know, I'm going to stick with my guns here. Uh, Kirk Cousins really impressed me last week. Um, I don't know if lightning can strike twice, but I'm going to go out on the ledge here, and I'm going to say Minnesota upsets the 49ers. Oh, God. And uh, Minnesota's going to the NFC Championship. Yikes. Yeah. Titans, Ravens, move on. Analysts, players, shut the shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's scumbags. Ravens and the scumbags. Michael Vick, nothing on you. Thanks, Bruno Mars and B.O.B. Ravens win nothing. This is the one time I can root for the Titans. You, you don't like the Ravens? You know, there are questions in life that we all ask. What is love? What is life? And why do Patriots fans even care about the Ravens? The Ravens? Us Patriots fans don't like them, period. But we'd rather they win than the Packers or Chiefs. I don't know. You know, I don't hold a grudge against the Ravens. Yeah, we've had some... Uh, some Incidents. Some incidents. No, I wouldn't even say call incidents. I'd say we had some great battles with them in the past. Um, that... <clears throat> AFC uh, divisional game from like four 14, years. 15. Oh my god, that was one of the best games of, one of the best games of all time. And uh, you know they beat up on us with Ray Rice. Um, you know back in two thousand eleven. You know I don't hold grudges against teams that come to play football. Yeah, I won't root for other teams in the AFC East. But if you watch the Ravens this year, they have been the most exciting team in the NFL. Lamar Jackson. I will not take that away from them. <clears throat> yeah, but can Earl Thomas? Can you just shut up? I like Earl Thomas. What's Did you not him? hear what he just said? What did he say? He literally just dis- took a shot at us. That's okay. He trashed us. It's okay about saying we weren't ready for Derrick Henry, which they think they have. Oh yeah, we. I mean, our tackler. I mean. Our, yeah. he, he, Earl Thomas, shut up. He didn't lie. He was being absolutely honest. We were hitting him, and even when we made first contact, he would still fall forward for an extra three or four yards. Does he yards. have to badger us about it? Absolutely. Why not? It's winners. There's winners and losers in of this league. Of course, if he badgers somebody else, they all think he's an asshole, but no. if, they, if they badgers us... No, good you, to you go. can't play victim. I mean, you, you, when, Am I wrong, though? Like when they say, like, the patron. You are. The thing is. You have to take it when you lose. We've been winning so consistently lately, lately that when we win, we you know we'll talk we'll talk trash to other teams and they'll take it. But when we lose in Wild Card Weekend at home against the Titans and somebody else says something, that's totally fine. We have to take those licks and we have to build on it next year. That's part of being a fan. You can't just get mad at every single time some player takes a shot at us because. You'd probably be upset. The most analysts are being twats about it. Though. That's totally fine. Who cares? Let them be. Let them be twats. We've won, we have six Super Bowls. And in what the do last they 20. have? Well, you know, I don't know who who they fa- who's Max Kellerman or who's 
uh, Wright a fan of? That guy, Wright. I don't know. Like he's a fan of being a douchebag. Yeah, he's probably moving a cow- on. He's probably a Cowboys fan. Let's be yeah, real. moving on. But the thing is, the Ravens are a fun team this year, and I, I like. That away from I you. like Lamar Jackson. I like. Mar- I don't know if he's going to be able to continue this next year. Trust me, running quarterbacks, uh, they have a shelf life, and. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the Ravens this year, and I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm openly rooting for them, but I think I I'm rooting for them at least against the Titans, and it's not because the Titans beat us. I think the tight I think the Titans were a really fun team this year too. Derrick Henry doing what he did against us was unbelievable. Uh, the guy is a force, but I just don't think our tacklers were into it that game, and I do think that the Ravens are going to put up a better fight uh, uh, defensively against Derrick Henry, and I think they'll keep him to uh, around 100 yards, not what he put on us, 194 or something like that. It was a beatdown, man. Um, so the I think the spread here was 9.5 for the uh, – the uh, oh, wow, it went up to 10. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens here to win. Um, Tennessee, as valiant of an effort as they put up against us in, in Foxborough, we just weren't the same team this year. Um our defense started really hot, and they won. I would say they single-handedly almost won us all eight of our first games because they were playing so out of their minds, pick sixes, fumble recoveries, blocked punts, blocked field goals, and they were returning those for touchdowns, for Christ's sakes. Uh, I just think uh, that they beat up on a kind of low team in the Patriots and will be different next year, but I, I, I just think Baltimore is going to be a little bit too much for Tennessee. Uh, I don't expect Baltimore to cover the 10 points, and I, I just think that Baltimore will win by a good 7 or 8 points here and uh, and keep it rolling in Baltimore. Whatever. <laughs> Texans, Chiefs, Deshaun Watson really knows how to make plays. He can do anything, but there's one thing he can't do, Terry, beat awful quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, couldn't Isn't be Kyle weird? Allen. <laughs> Ironic. Very strange. Again, there are many questions that have to be answered. I only watched like five, six minutes of the game. You know why. The Texans may have to... May may have beat the Chiefs in KC in October. Please repeat it. Signed all Patriots fans. F you, Kansas City, and your asshole weapons, mainly Tariq, bitch. Chiefs win. F this. Signed all Pats fans. Go Texans. Chiefs win. F you. Okay. Um, going back to last week's game, Houston versus uh, Buffalo. What a game. Uh, 16-0 Buffalo. And then they get at the start of the second half, they get this weird touchdown where the guy didn't declare himself down. And he threw the ball away, and then a guy in a black shirt came in, and he said, oh, he gave himself up, and they took the touchdown off the board. Did, you didn't watch that? Did you watch that game? Um, so it was very strange. But then Houston, uh, coming back from 16-0, um, getting it, getting the touchdown with the two-point conversion, getting a field goal, uh, getting it into overtime, essentially, and stealing the win um, from Buffalo that looked like they were definitely going to lose. Uh, Houston... You know, they have some question marks. Let's not forget that they were down 16 nothing at home against Buffalo. But the comeback was real. Deshaun Watson, when he wanted to, turned it up and was able to, you know, put the team on his back. And for him to, I don't know if you saw the play where uh, the one that like virtually won him the game where he got hit in the backfield by two different players. And, and some random guy caught it. Yeah, some random guy caught it and ran a good 40 yards and put him in field goal position. Uh, absolutely awesome Awesome, awesome game and awesome move by Deshaun Watson to keep that play alive and get the. He's yeah. done that a lot. He has, and the but the problem here is that the, there two guys got in on him in like less than two seconds. He got sacked, I think, seven or eight times that game, and the offensive line is just not going to get better between last week and this week. Uh, obviously, they're going on the road. You to mean camp. ever? Yeah, I mean not. Yeah, maybe next year, but not definitely not the. They're not going to fix the problems that they had. Um, I'm. 
you know, Kansas City's defense isn't as good as Buffalo's. Buffalo's defense was flying all over the field last week. Um, and Kansas City's has definitely improved from last year. But I don't know. I, I, I don't think I, – I think Kansas City's going to be able to get to – Deshaun Watson, he's going to be on the road uh, unless he can pull a few more uh, rabbits out of the hat. I just don't see uh, Deshaun Watson uh, being able to carry this team like he did last week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas City to win this game. Uh, you know, Kansas City, they, they've made some strides uh, this year. A lot of the people were low on them early in the year. You're looking at me like you're going to kill me. Uh, Kansas City, they, they looked bad. Let's be real. They looked bad at the beginning of the year. Um they didn't look like their the that offense was clicking the same way they were last year, and a lot of people expected the defense to do the same thing, where it just wouldn't be very good come postseason. But they've made some strides, and they've gotten a lot better, and they're actually pretty balanced on both sides of the ball. Um, they have obviously Tyreek Hill. They have biggest I don't know, jackass in the world. Who's the running backs that's for them right now? Is like it Damian? Duncan matters. Is it Damian Williams yeah. and yeah, Lashawn McCoy? Is. Pretty much. Um, and Damian Williams has looked pretty good towards the end of the season. So he'll definitely be the bell cow for them, uh, in the, in the running game. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just see, he, uh, Kansas city taking care of business here. Again, they're a 10 point spread, just like Baltimore against Tennessee. Uh, I actually think Kansas city is going to kill them. Um, I don't think Houston's going to have an answer for them. Uh, I got a final score here of like 34, to 14 34 to 17 or something like that uh kansas city i think it's going to be kansas city baltimore in the afc championship and both of you can fuck off moving on seahawks packers well the seahawks could be 2013 or something they found their footing i guess well clowny did to wins it's just football stop bitching about it clowny definitely isn't getting is getting too cocky it's a little much but again it's football as for the packers you shouldn't be playing last past weekend but refs among other countless nonsense move on this is my bull pick of the week with the biased comment section on PFT also just randomly picking the Seahawks to win this week. The Seahawks have looked solid. People in the comment section were saying, how can the Hawks stay competitive with McCown of all guys playing and win 17-9? Well, decaf Donkey Kong Metcalf went off to think he could be buying a house around here instead of Seattle. But of course, we picked Nikhil Harry instead. But bad luck. The Packers shouldn't even be a first time buy. Moving on. It really should have been the Saints, but look who's talking. A guy who's been assholic since 05. Mm. I feel with the biased comment section on PFT as a Patriots fan, I should join the bandwagon. I don't know. The Seahawks when I think the Packers also weren't playing all that great before and after the Moose defaring in Week 12. I think the Seahawks win. Please, Seahawks win. Uh, yeah, going back to last week's game, Seattle played Philadelphia. Carson Wentz got injured in the first like nine minutes. It was a dirty hit from Jadevian Clowney that he that didn't we'll get, talk about later. Yeah, he didn't get flagged for it. Uh, they said that they might give him a fine, but they won't suspend him for the next game. Uh, it was a dirty hit, but it is what it is. Um, you know, Seattle. They didn't look great. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned, McCown came in and he looked decent. I mean, uh, the first half, not so much, but the second half, he was able to move the ball. Uh, I'm going to actually go ahead and blame Peterson for this loss because he actually ended up going for it twice on fourth down when he could have settled for the field goal and made it a one possession game. And they would have had the ball. No, I'm sorry. They wouldn't have had the ball, but it, um, that last catch by DK Metcalf made it impossible for them to get the ball back, but it would have been a, a one-point game or a two-point game with them on third and ten on their own. It would have changed the dynamic of the game, but he went for the touchdown, and I get why he did that, but you know, with a backup quarterback, you have to play for points, and uh, I think taking uh, two field goals instead of going for it on both fourth downs was the way to if go. You take the field goal the first time, it would be 17-12. I think it was before two minute warning, right? When they when it this was, happened, it was, there was like three minutes left when they. It when was they went about for... two minute warning, 
when they failed the down, and then I think what's his name, Clowney sacked McCown, and then Donkey Kong made that like what was it like forty yeah, three yard pass? Yeah, yeah. it was. 50, it was something, but like the thing with DK that a lot of analysts will t- I don't know this, but what I've been hearing is when he was coming from college to the pros, injuries, injuries, and apparently his route tree is not amazing. He can only they said he can only run pretty much three routes: a go route, a comeback route, and a slant. So um, I get why a lot of teams passed on DK. I mean, if you've seen that picture of him in the gym, the guy is just chiseled, absolute. Uh, specimen as of, big as DK. This guy was made in a in a test tube uh, at some uh, secret underground uh, military facility or something like that. Um, but it was a it was a it, the the Seahawks offense is definitely struggling right now. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch is their number one running back. My and, guy, and this guy just came off the off the couch. I mean, obviously not really, but um, you know, I think they're definitely struggling uh, offensively. But and Travis Homer's been unreliable. Too. Oh my god, he I think he had eleven carries for twelve yards or something like that. He had a really bad uh, day that day. Uh, a couple catches here and there, but really he didn't he didn't uh, do anything. Um, so I don't know. I think I got to take Green Bay here. Green Bay has definitely shown that they are. Uh, suspect this year. They got absolutely mauled by the Chargers in Lambeau, I think. Was that it? Was in? in LA. It was in or, LA. Or quote LA. Or quote LA. Um, and then I, I, the other games, like 49ers. That, who'd they lose to? They lost to the 49ers. Was that 37 a, to 8 on national TV? Yep. Yep. So they, they're definitely suspect uh, and against good teams and bad teams, oddly enough. They've been some crappy teams after that. Yes. Giants, but, who weren't good all year. Hmm. I mean, Redskins, they only beat by five, which you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears, they kind of gave them that victory. But, yeah. you know, the story, now, it's just, I just being an idiot. So I'm not really sold on the Seahawks' defense, per se. Um, and they got, I, like, seven sacks, though. And Clowney's getting his chances. That's true. Even uh, though he's kind of a dick. He is. So I just think, um, as much as you don't like the guy, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers' game. I think he's going to pick apart this uh, defense. Uh, they have the running backs. In Green Bay, that will get the job done. Aaron Jones has been unbelievable this year. Uh, and then they have uh, Williams. Which Williams is that? Jamal. Jamal Williams. Um, you know, there as like the third down back. Uh, obviously, the, I think a lot of people are, I wouldn't say overestimating the uh, Packers wide receivers because their pack, the Packers wide receivers are actually awful uh, outside of um, Devontae Adams because uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin stinks. Geronimo Allison stinks. Uh, um, what's his name? Stinks. Jimmy Graham stinks. Uh, Carousel stinks. Is that his name? Kumaro. Kumaro stinks. And, uh, Lazard. I mean, these guys, uh, he doesn't really have that many options to throw to. It could be a Tom Brady type situation where you have the quarterback, but no one to throw to. Um, but I, I got to take the home team here. Uh, Seahawks just didn't look like themselves last week. And, uh, I just think Green Bay is going to take care of business. Uh, I think that extra bye week. Really is was Which they don't deserve. Well, yeah, and that's they, factual. They yeah, don't deserve. They don't. Am I wrong or am I just being an idiot? Um, goes even, both ways. They they went thirteen and three. They do deserve it, but at the same time, they were gifted a game against the Lions. So really, they should have been and twelve they, and four. And they beat like a couple. Of, it's a mass. Never been playing week seventeen. They probably would have lost that game. And you're playing a snowplow. So what's your point? True. Uh. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say, um, uh, Packers win this game. Uh, not. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a one possession game by the end. I think it'll come down to Russell Wilson under two minutes trying to make a play, and I think he's gonna throw an interception. To be honest. So give me the Packers. And real quick about the Packers defense. 
they're not bad. Uh, they've definitely made a, made a few strides this year, and they look a little bit better. And the offense of Seattle stinks, so give me a uh, – Lucky me. you got the Kalen and the lock it, talk it. That's Move right. on. Eight questions, thoughts on the Kyle Rudolph OPI no call. For starters, a history lesson from the guru. Back in 05-06, I was only in kindergarten. The Seahawks and Steelers were in the Super Bowl. It was it was 0-0 in the first quarter. We all remember when Matt Hasselbeck threw a pass at Daryl Jackson, then was called for OPI. People want to trash the rest for that. As a Patriots fan, I think it was a PI. I could tell just by looking at that game, everyone knows how poorly officiated it was. To the present, 14 years later, Kyle Rudolph, in quote, pushed off P.J. Williams when it was third and goal at the Saints' four. Kyle Rudolph pulled off a Tyler Lockett and kept his feet in bounds. All I really need to say is Rudolph didn't, if he didn't catch it, it would have been defensive holding on the Saints. So really a life lesson saying from Warwick, nobody wins. That equals wouldn't make a difference. If you don't get my saying, I don't care. Do you get what I mean when I say nobody wins? Yes. Like if the opposite happens, the worst would happen. So yeah. nothing would matter. Yeah, exactly. The Vikes would get on Mac first down. Um, Thoughts on the whole Kyle Rudolph OPI no call? You know, there's there's a lot of controversy about this. Uh, in my eyes, there was a light push off. Uh, the Saints guy did too. Absolutely, and that's what I was so going to say. So it really wouldn't make a difference. There's a lot of hand fighting there. There's a lot of you know that's trying the point to get position. Of end zone. There's going to be a lot of hand fighting. Exactly. And there's always a lot of players who do that. Like, and they don't get past the exactly. for that. Exactly. So here's the thing. Kyle Rudolph is like six foot five, six six behemoth, and you have this little guy PJ Williams on him, defending the, uh, the defending the fade route against this behemoth of a man. I think PJ Williams is probably five ten. Um, you know, I think if they threw the flag, I would have said okay, I'm fine with that. And if they didn't throw the flag, I'm gonna say okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, I didn't think it needed to go to review uh, because. If you've been paying attention to the reviews they this year. They also can't really review that when it's – I don't think coaches can review that. I think they could. Uh, over time, I don't think – I don't know. No, the, everything's reviewable in, uh, in overtime, every every pass interference. I thought it was only automatic. Or am I just being an idiot? No, I think it's I think it's everything's reviewable, even, even pass interference and stuff like that. I'm still a little uh, not sure on the – they just introduced it this year, so I'm, I might be a little uh, suspect on the uh, actual rules. But listen – I can't stand another year of the Saints playing victim and wanting to sue the NFL and this like, and that. I guarantee you if this was to the Cowboys, they would say, oh, bitch off. Yeah. But it's the Vikings and nobody – they just only say that because if the Cowboys were in the Saints position, like they would just immediately want this gone Yeah, because they're loudmouth assholes. But right. if it's like the Vikes or the Saints, the Vikes don't have that big of a loudmouth compared to the Saints. But mm -hmm. like then again, it, it's all subjective, if yeah. you know what I mean. Absolutely. And, uh, you know – if I have to hear about these Saints bitching again all year long about how everyone's out to get them, I don't want to hear about it. Listen, you that guys Cameron lost. That Cameron Jordan play, also another history lesson. Remember that Cameron Jordan play in week two against the Rams when it was they were getting down the field, Goff fumbled it, Cameron Jordan recovered it, but they declared it down or incomplete. Yes, yeah, that was was that game. incomplete or was he down by contact? I think he was down by I think uh I think he was down by contact. So the Saints got it back. Yes. And that robbed them. I mean like, I get it. The Saints, you, you've had problems with the refs all year, but I mean, you, the, the Lions have had it way worse than you. Like, yeah. the Saints, you at least can win the games that you might get screwed in. Like, or you get chances. The Lions just randomly get screwed over. The Lions have more reasons to sue the refs than you. I understand the Lions don't make the playoffs often, but I mean, you know what I mean. Here's one thing I did want to bring up. Uh, Drew Brees, as much as I do like the guy, he's very humble. He's a family man. 
you know, he won the one Super Bowl in 2011, but... I'm, you mean 9, 10. Whatever it was. 10 years ago. 10 years. Was it 9, 10? I thought it was 11. Whatever. February 2010. Um... The guy is kind of a choke artist. Um, he got they got all the way down to the twenty yard line, down by three, and then they, and they on, fumbled it away on Taysom Hill's back. Pretty much, the guy ran for forty yards. Pretty much the play before, and then the very next play that Drew Brees came on the field, uh, he sacked and fumbled it he, by what was it, Hunter? Yeah, it was Daniel. And he tried to make a play, and he he turned the ball over. Uh, I like Brees, but uh, I know he's going to be playing next year, but. I mean, if you look at all of the weapons that he has on that team, and if you were to switch his weapons with Tom Brady's weapons... He'd be dead. Yes, I agree. And, you know, if Brady had Kamara and Thomas... He wouldn't have Cook, any... He wouldn't have six then. You know what they say. You don't need to have the best weapons to get six. But when you have as bad as this weapons, like as we got, you're not getting a right. Super Bowl. If you, if you could get at least above average, right. you're good to go. And this is the thing about Saints fans. They'll, 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 They're they'll, bitching about everything. They'll talk about the Kyle, the Kyle Randolph... Randolph, Rudolph, the Kyle Rudolph touchdown. There's Jake Kumaro, then there's Rudolph. <laughs> um, but you know what? They they'll they'll always uh, become assume for, things. For, no, they'll always get for, forgetful about the the Drew Brees fumble, and even last year when that pass interference and stuff like you that. You didn't. You could just ran the ball. Yeah. Run down more time. Yeah. And you let the Rams get more time. Exactly. So really, like nobody's gonna win. Exactly. Like Brees threw that interception against the Rams last year in overtime. It, like they always want to say, like, oh, that pass interference. Drew, like, no, well, you got the ball first in overtime, and then you gave it away. It's like, you, you you're nobody you're dis- wins. Exactly, you're dismissing the fact that your team is kind of choking. Doing yourself. Exactly, exactly. So those are my thoughts. I, I was fine with the the no call. If they threw the flag, I would have been fine with that as well. But it's a no. Call. It's just no- nothing happens. It's a nothing. All right. Thoughts on the four teams that lost this past weekend? The Bills blew it. They overachieved. The Patriots, blame our order 66 offense. It looked awful out there. The receivers just, they can't catch, period. The defense really didn't find its footing after mm-hmm. the week 12. The Saints, that'll be a discussion for later, but inexplicable loss, period. As for the Eagles, they were really losing all the Jedi to injury, but still played solid. Your thoughts on all four teams, as I just did. Real quick, Buffalo, uh, they had the 16-point lead, and they blew it. Uh, Josh Allen showed moments of brilliance, and he showed moments of absolute stupidity. He tried to pitch the ball back. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, trying to make a play. Yeah, no offense. This isn't Stanford Cal 1980s. It's absolutely insane. So uh, the Bills, I think they'll still be pretty good next year. Um, I expect them to actually make a push for the AFC East, depending on what the Patriots do. Uh, the Eagles, they got a bad bad luck losing Carson Wentz early in the and game. Just everything. Yeah, I mean, you look down. But as you said about the field goals, though, with Doug Peterson. Yes, I think he should have settled for the field goals. I mean, you're, you're relying on... Um, your backup quarterback to get in the end zone when you haven't gotten in the end zone all day. So I think you just have to take those two field goals and put it on your defense and try to win it with a field goal at the end of the game. That's the my second thought. time they got into the end zone when Clowney sucked him. There was like less than two minutes left. Yeah, so I can understand why. I that get it, but they had all three timeouts and you had to stop. It's them not anyways. going to be easy, you know. I know. I mean, Russell Wilson. If you let him out there, he might just do something. They did to your hold. Ass. They did hold him to third and ten, and and but it, obviously the play to DK. Yeah. So uh, and uh, you know, as far as the Eagles go, real quick, they every QB one injured. Wide receivers one and two injured. Run, uh, uh, running. Did I say running backs just now or wide receivers? Everyone on their depth chart was pretty much. Uh, no, Bren Brooks, no Lane Johnson. On the they defense. lost Malik Jackson to begin the season. Absolutely. And they lost Ronald Darby, who's not even that good, anyways. But so you have to tip their hat to them for making it that far. They had a really good season, to, even with all their injuries. Uh, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I'll save the Patriots for last. Who's the next team? Uh, 
Saints. The Saints. That, that's a story for the end, but you may as well just give a quick Saints, also. they blew it themselves. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you can't. I mean, to get down the field and have it be a field goal game and give the ball away on the very next play after getting down there, once you hit in the red zone, it's your own. You shot yourselves in the foot, and uh, great, great game by Minnesota. Shop yes, and uh, the Patriots for last. Um, I don't know what the future holds for Tom Brady. I personally am fine with him walking away from the Patriots. Uh, there's a quarterback I have in mind who I would like to trade for. Uh, I don't know if you would like me to say that now or later. Go. Um, I would like uh, Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars to be the new starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. It seems like Jacksonville is going to be moving on to Gardner Minshew. And I think we can. I'm not saying we it's trade. Costing too much. Though. I don't think we trade Tom. I don't know if we trade Tom Brady to Jacksonville. I don't know if that's something he would want to do. Uh, but I think Nick Foles in the right system is a good quarterback. Obviously, you can't judge him off of last year. He got injured. His, he broke his collarbone. Even and, when he played, he wasn't all that. Cool. Yeah, but he's. Just, I mean, that's an injury he sustained like eight weeks before. So I don't really want to take anything from last year and say, oh, he's a really good quarterback or a really bad quarterback because he was playing injured and he missed ninety percent of the season essentially. Uh, so that is my, I wouldn't say my dream quarterback next year, but I think it would be a good fit for the Patriots, to be honest. And, you know, our defense will still be good. Uh, I think McCourty we is have, coming back. Like, Calvin, Noy, and Jamie Collins, but uh, like, I think they're just going to be gone. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we need offense and I, I we, think, we always find ways to replace. Would you go and get Antonio Brown? No. Oh, I'm Antonio Brown. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Three, what did we learn from Seahawks-Eagles? To correlate, the Eagles had too many injuries. Wentz was clownied. They lost Malik Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, whole season, basically. Darren Sproles, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Brooks, Jordan Howard, Lane Johnson didn't play. Miles Sanders was a little shaken at times in the last like couple games. As for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson can be a clutch player, but they got to stop wasting opportunities. Considering the blocked field goal, the defense really showed up. I guess Clowney should be the biggest priority. Jaron Reed just leaves the Seahawks. I mean, you're useless. I mean, Clowney should be the big priority over him, but mm -hmm. the Seahawks team isn't going to make it easy. Wisconsin, go Hawks for this weekend. All Patriots fans signed. <laughs> what did we learn from Seahawks-Eagles, you? Seahawks, uh, the offense is not anywhere where it needs to be. Uh, I think uh, losing all of their running backs is a big part of that because I think Chris Carson was running the best I've ever seen him this year. Um, obviously, he had fumble issues, but um, I think that outweighed his pro productivity. Um, Russell Wilson is very good, but um, I don't know. He misses some uh, easy throws sometimes. Uh, Tyler Lockett isn't performing up to his standard. Yeah, I don't four think. for 62. Four for 62. It's not bad. Um, and, you know, DK, as good as he was, I think uh, he has some rookie, um, you know, uh, hurdles to get over. Uh, still, he still has a fumbling issue as well, uh, but he, he balled out so hard. Uh, I can't really uh, criticize him right now. And I've already spoken about the Eagles. A lot of injury wo woes, especially your, your starting quarterback in the, in the playoff game. And I think this I like Doug Peterson as a coach, but I think this loss falls on him. Um, I think he, he had a chance to at least make it a, like a two uh, a one uh, a, a two-point game uh, with two minutes to go, but uh, he decided to go for the touchdown. I get that. You need to be a little aggressive, but you're playing with your backup quarterback and uh, a Band-Aid at wide receiver and the you know gauze strip at running back, and it's just, uh, it's just too much. So that's my thoughts Good on that Good use of wording. Thank you. Four thoughts on the Devin Clowney hit as a Patriots fan. 
I'm not eligible because I'm not three years removed from high school and I never will be a football player. So NHL are just going to say, how many snaps have you played, asshole? But I can tell you something. It's just football. If Carson Wentz expected a generic hit, you'd expect that in gym class in high school, which is flag football when I was at LHS. The Pop Warner League would go easy, but most of you are grown, mature men who try to show off but also be serious. You can't expect him to go easy on you, but my thoughts, Clowney, he's just making the tackle, you know. I know Clowney had the incident with Nick Foles in the summer of 2018, but there's a difference between Vontez Perfect, Bill Romanowski, and this guy, Clowney. He just plays hard and tries his best. The other two, I know Bill was a BC guy, but he was not a very good person. Bill Romanowski, bad man. Again, it's football. What do you expect? Baby hits or something? I don't know. I agree it wasn't clean, but compared to what Perfect is, this guy looks more like a saint than him. And look what Vernon Butler did on the Panthers when he punched Doyle and then he gave the finger to the fans. <laughs> it, don't bitch about it, people. It's just football, you know? I know it's different, but still. Your thoughts on the cloudy hit on Wentz? Uh, you know, it's a playoff game. And um, I know the NFL wants to protect their quarterbacks. And I think the way... The hit looked. I thought it was a dirty hit. Even in real time, uh, when I saw him land on his head, I remember looking over at my buddy I was watching the game with. I was like, ooh. I'm like, and I think I was rooting for the Seahawks at that point. So I'm like, oh, don't throw a flag, don't throw a flag. And they didn't throw a flag. But in real time, I saw it, and I'm like, that was a dirty hit. Uh, and even in slow motion, you can see, he doesn't like – the guy's almost uh, – Wentz is almost completely on the ground, and he dives with his helmet at his head. Um, so it was like – it, he didn't like try to brace himself with his hands. He didn't try to get his hands on him first. He just led with the helmet and clunked him and gave him a concussion, took him out for the game. Um, but the thing you have to consider, it is a playoff game. These guys are playing with really high emotions. Um, I think that, I think it's the NFL's problem for not throwing the flag there. Um, but that's pretty much it. I think these guys are just playing hard. If you can get away with that, I guess you go for it. But in, in Clowney's eyes, like, yeah, I'll take a 15 uh, – I'll take a 15 – yard penalty and your quarterback's going to be out for the rest of the game obviously he didn't know that when he was going for the hit but i mean that's a trade any player it's just will football okay like what do you expect they're gonna go baby hits on you exactly no i agree with i that. understand the hit but when he got so cocky like oh yeah 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 Sorry. i mean that was just idiotic yeah like, and he also like he had the nah i'll do whatever i want he's he's i know he's a passionate guy Clint, yeah but i mean playoffs like, yeah but i mean like you're in the playoffs, man. You're not. You're not a kid anymore. You know, I like totally my, like I've been since oh five. <laughs> Moving on, five. What does the Saints loss tell you about them? The Saints. I honestly don't think we're that great of a team. Like two, three blowouts. The Bears were a mess all season. The Cardinals weren't very good. The Colts were a train wreck after week nine. The Panthers quit pretty much. The refs also really hate them with the Rams game. I'm talking about. The losses were kind of ugly. I think this is superstition. Marvin Harrison back in 2002 set the single-season receptions record. Then they lost 4 one nothing in the wild card. Then look at the Saints. Wow, this devil. I think the Saints will be fine. I just don't trust the Falcons. The Bucks. I don't have any faith in. And who knows what the Panthers have in them. So this tells us, Pats fans, that the Saints were flawed throughout the season. Also, Camaro wasn't great. Breeze or not, I think the Saints will be back better than ever in 2020. What do you think the Saints loss tells you about them? Yeah, I think they overperformed during the regular season. Obviously, they were beating up on a lot of bad teams. But they also be really good teams, too. They did. They did. Look they, at the Seahawks with Teddy Bridgewater. This is true. The That that Teddy Bridgewater um, um, run that they had, I think it was like four or five games, and they think they won them all. Very impressive. I thought I, I, I was expecting them to have a skid, go, you know, win three, lose two, whatever. Um, but no, they, they won every game, but... What's that say? Does that say that this team would be better off maybe without Drew Brees going forward? 
and having a more athletic quarterback there like in Teddy Bridgewater. He doesn't really pass a lot. No, he doesn't, but he knows how to – he wins games. Uh, obviously, uh, Michael Thomas's numbers would take a huge hit. Um, he still played pretty well, He though. did. He did. Uh, but I don't know. I just think um, that the Saints – uh, they overperformed during the regular season. I thought they, I thought there was a chance that they were going to lose against Minnesota, uh, and they did. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because I remember their very last game. They beat up on Carolina really hard when they really had just nothing. Yeah, exactly. And, and that can give your team like a false sense of uh, of uh, of you just underestimate be- their power. Exactly. That's your own hubris Ex- if you say that. I, Anakin I, would like that. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think they beat up really bad in the last couple teams that they played. And then that's just like what we did. Sorry to say. A- exactly. Patriots, I mean. Well, we lost to Miami. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I just think uh, that their own uh, bullshit kind of caught up to them. And I'm, I was happy that they lost. Number six. Did the Vikes win it or did the Saints lost it? I think the Saints lost it. First of all, Will Lutz, one of the best kickers, he misses a 43 in a mm-hmm. dome. If it was a 60-yard, I understand that. But, I mean, the record is 64 mm-hmm. in Denver in December. Look, Denver's colder. New Orleans is in a dome. I understand he missed a 60-yard field goal, but to miss a 43, like, you don't expect that. Even John Casey could have made that. <laughs> Thanks, Dion Branch. You expected another dumb joke by me. <laughs> then they seemingly kept trying to give the game away. The sack and fumble, running down. Running it when it wasn't the right time. You could mm-hmm. also make a case the Vikes win it, but the Vikes seem to try to keep the Saints alive. So do you think the Vikes win or the Saints lost it? Do you know what that means? Yes, I do. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the Vikings play had a really smart game plan. Uh, they limited their star players to uh, the Saints star players to not having great games. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I think Taysom Hill had the best game on the Saints offense when you really look at it. Um, and... Um, but the thing is about the Saints, yes, they missed the field goal. Yes, the sack fumble. But one play that really had me scratching my head, uh, it had about 31 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and they were driving for a field goal. They got it down to, like, the 20-yard line. And instead of calling a timeout, they had only had one timeout at the time. They'd just gone, like, a false start. Yes, they um, they, they they tried to do a quick snap and, uh, and, and spike the ball, but they wasted um, – 10 seconds getting up to the ball and then another 10 seconds after it. And all of a sudden, instead of having 31 seconds and no timeouts, they have 11 seconds and one timeout. And it's just like, all right, well, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to run a you play. You might have been sucked too, but you can keep the timeout. So really, I actually can kind of see why they didn't take that timeout. I get it. I get it. But like at that point, I think something had to happen. With 31 seconds, if you do get sacked, you have enough time to get back to the ball and then spike it and then kick the field goal. Whereas with 31 seconds, if uh, and you're that close, you have a chance to go win the game. You get. They're also the 31 yard line. I forgot to mention. Were they at the 31 at that time? When the 30, the 49 yard field goal, Lutz made. So I think 26. They got back to the 31 with the 10 second run. Gotcha. I I thought that was very strange though. I I thought. They should have called the timeout, kept as much time on the clock as they can, but instead they ended up with 11 seconds and one timeout, and uh, I th- that cost them the chance to win in um, regulation, went into overtime, and we know what happened. So I think it was a little bit of Minnesota having a great game plan and getting them into overtime and then eventually winning, but then I think it was the Saints at the end of the game, especially when they with the fumble sack, and then with that bad clock management, I think they lost it as well. So I think it was a little, it was a uh, uh, best of both worlds type of loss. In order of one to eight, what's your preference of who wins? 
One, I have the Vikes, no Super Bowls. Two, my boy Jimmy G. Three, Texans, number one. Four, Seahawks, no issue with them. Titans, outside the players being assholes, not the worst that could happen. In other teams, you could just fuck off for all I care. Ravens, so, Packers, Chiefs, get out of my face. So, number one being the team I want to win? Yeah, eight, go, go rotten hell. Um. Okay. Uh, number one team I want to win right now. I hate to say it. I'll, I'll go with, uh, mm, I don't know. I, 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 like, I like Baltimore. I really do. I think they're fun. So I'll go Baltimore number one because I think they're fun this year. Two. Uh, two, I'll go Minnesota. Thank you. Three, I'll go Houston. Four, I'll go Kansas City. No, four, I'll go Seattle. Five, I'll go Kansas City. Six, I'll go Green uh, six, I'll go San Francisco. Seven, I'll say Green Bay, and then eight, I say Tennessee, just because I don't really care for Tennessee. Not that I not that I hate Tennessee, I just don't see them doing it, so I'm not going to root for them. What would be the weirdest rule that could happen right now? Last question. Originally, not from a comment section. That's that's why easily Vikings, Titans, or Vikes, Texans. Yeah, seriously. two six seeds or all three teams never Super Bowl. Like somebody has to win. So what's the craziest outcome? What would be the weirdest rule that could happen right now? Um, let's go Houston versus... Uh, I think Houston just being in it would be very strange, to be honest. I don't know why. I'll go Houston versus Green Bay. Why not? That'd be weird. That'd be weird to me. You're not wrong. <laughs> That'll do it for today's episode. Thank you. Yeah, great game.